Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello, and welcome to episode number 180 of the LSR Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry. With me, I have... But one of those minds, but boy, that mind is beautiful. It is Adam Candy. You can follow him on the Twitter machine at two E's no Y on that candy. If you hate yourself, you can follow me at Matt Brown M2. Please subscribe, rate, review, everything we do. Absolutely free. So that's all we ask. Just go ahead, hit that little pause button right now. Hit that subscribe, hit the rate review. We do appreciate everything with all of that. We will talk about some layoffs with one of the major sports book companies. We will talk about what's going on in Massachusetts. We will also talk about some stuff going on in Ohio, Adam. But first, let's kick things off in New York. A very interesting hearing in New York yesterday featuring the state legislators who were behind the initial push to legalize online sports betting in New York as well as the sports books that are taking part in the market. And it wasn't unexpected to have this hearing, but it was very curious to see how it would play out when sports book operators went back into the same legislators who created this market less than a year ago and said, hey, remember that 51% tax rate that we proposed and agreed to? We can't make that work anymore. Mm-hmm. And this was the playbook that everyone saw coming last year when it said, that they were going to come in, get the first feet in the door, and then try to fix it. And of course, legislators, unsurprisingly, were skeptical, right? Uh, Joe Adabo, among others, said, we don't really see why there should be a reduction in the state tax revenue that comes in from sports betting, because we scoffed here at LSR at the $500 million tax revenue projection that they put forward initially for sports betting. And not only did they beat that, but the New York state budget that was just revealed today with tax revenue projections for fiscal year 24. They're projecting just short of $900 million in tax revenue in New York, which is a whopping overwhelming number for the market. Mm -hmm. And so the most interesting piece I thought with FanDuel's president with DraftKings CEO, both talking in this hearing, Jason Robbins from DraftKings kind of put out there a theory that we have talked about for the last five years behind the scenes on this podcast with the idea of if tax rates are too high, what will sports books do in order to meet their goals for their shareholders? Well, he suggested a number of things, including that DraftKings might offer worse odds mm-hmm. in order to be able to facilitate its entry in the market. And that's kind of the quiet part out loud, right? We've talked for years about the idea of 
would a sports book going into a market with a New York tax rate, with a Pennsylvania tax rate, and would they offer a less appealing product that ultimately might not be something that keeps their betters with them yep. to in, compete in the market? And so he's not saying they're going to do it. He's basically saying that, look, if we don't get this tax cut, this is among a number of things, including less promos and less free bets. Uh, not that term is being used widely these days in order to make ends meet, essentially, in New York. He called it a different environment than the one in which they proposed the tax rate. So it's going to be fascinating to watch this play out. Lawmakers were highly skeptical in that hearing, according to our Mike Mazio. But uh, it doesn't mean that the push isn't going to continue. And Adam, like you said, we kind of speculated about this on the pod multiple different times. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yes, these guys came in and they agreed to all this. But then we also kind of go back to what we talked about in the first place, which is the the advantage that the black market has over these legalized books. Right. And it comes down to the fact that when you don't have to pay these licensing fees and you don't have to pay these crazy tax rates and all the things like that, they can offer a better product. And that in that therein lies this double-edged sword where we want to push people towards legalized betting. But at the same time, the offshore market is able to offer, you know, more, more markets, uh, more affordable markets, better odds, all these different things like that, because they don't have some of this prohibitive stuff that the legalized books do have. And so I get where New York's coming from. I get where the sports books are coming from. And it really is like a, is there anything, is there any way to meet in the middle? Is there anything that can be done to where it's like, Hey, look, we don't, we don't want to push people back, you know, into the, into the streets with their bookies or, you know, offshore with some of these other books and things like that. But it's, you know, unfortunately it might come down to that. What'll be interesting to see is how the other topic of that hearing ultimately plays into this discussion, Matt, because we in the LSR newsroom did not uh, miss the fact that iGaming was also discussed in this hearing. And not surprisingly, FanDuel DraftKings, among others, are going to push for online casino in New York like they have in New Jersey and in other places because we know that those are far more profitable customers for those companies, that those are games with much higher hold, uh, definitely doesn't have the same fluctuations in terms of the amount that they win that comes with sports betting. And could that potentially be a trade-off? Could we see something where, yes, mm -hmm. you get iGaming, but no, you don't get a reduction in the tax rate? Could that be seen as a compromise? Could there be a way in which the promotional deductions, which are not allowed in New York in any way right now, which the operators claim leads to a 72% effective tax rate. I would like to see the books opened on that one. But would there be something where, like the bill that's working through Virginia right now, where we see a change in the promotional environment in which they're in some way allowed to deduct some measure of the promos that go out there? So a lot to be done in New York, but this is probably going to be one of the more fascinating discussions to watch in all of the country in terms of legislation, even for a state that already has legal sports betting this year. So we uh, you were just talking about some of the, the the big boys there that were talking over in the New York hearing. One of those other ones is DraftKings and some news came out yesterday about some of the some of their division that was overseas. Yeah, we'll give credit to uh, iGaming Next, who uh, reported this news initially that 140 positions are going to be eliminated for DraftKings. And that comes a couple of weeks ahead of 
their uh, earnings presentation. So not surprising in that regard. We saw similar with Bally's when its initial filings first came out that Bally's is cutting up to 15% of its interactive workforce. We've discussed that previously on the podcast. Uh, in talking to DraftKings, they are trying to push the idea that it's not a layoff, that it's a reorganization. We are a news organization and are happy to give them their say. In terms of that, it looks like a layoff uh, because there are going to be people losing their jobs and certain roles are going to be uh, shifted around. But most of those are going to be in the Eastern European operation, according to the reports that have been out there. Some of that in Ukraine, uh, winding down some fantasy sports services that were offered overseas. So uh, they mentioned also in terms of their talent acquisition and in terms of their engineering, some changes. I thought the talent acquisition part was the part that was interesting in terms of there being some restructuring there. And what they said in their note to us was that the pace of hiring isn't what it was mm -hmm. in the past. And realistically, how could it be right. uh, the, the kind of ramp up that these companies have had to do over the last five years is something you only do in startup mode. And we know that most of these companies are going to start to see themselves as being beyond that startup mode as we're now that five years into the market. So It'll be interesting to see how investors ultimately react to that with the earnings call coming up. And, uh, you know, again, most of it we hear is from overseas. We did get some news with NBC and one of the major books out there. They're going to re-up a partnership. And, and Adam, this just kind of goes back to, you know, where do some of these companies stand? Where are they going to invest money? Where are things going to go? And then this answers at least a little bit of the question uh, with PointsBet. PointsBet and NBC, which we know that PointsBet uh, stepped away from its exclusive sponsorship of Sunday Night Football on NBC earlier this year, BetMGM took that spot, but they announced that they are restructuring their agreement with NBC. And essentially they're spreading it out two years longer to be able to make their full marketing commitment that they made to NBC. So there's going to be a 43% reduction in how much points bet spends with NBC this year. They're also reorganizing how that's done. Instead of it being with the big national broadcast, they're going to try to target more locally, which they say will be targeting more efficiently. So ultimately, what does it mean? When we look at points bet, it is an operator that we know has spent a lot of money to achieve a market share that is not insignificant, but certainly is not among the top mm -hmm. in the market. Uh, they're definitely a second tier operator when it comes to market share. Um, and so that to me suggests that, you know, it's something that we have to watch carefully as this continues over the next few uh, reporting periods for points bet, because it obviously suggests that they need more time to be able to make the level of commitment that they initially put out there to NBC. You can really get into the story uh, and dig a little bit deeper when it comes to some options that NBC has to purchase a certain amount of points bet shares at a price that is listed in the agreement at $13 Australian. If you look at where the stock price is now, it's, it's basically almost impossible that NBC would ultimately want to exercise those options because the price would be way above where the stock price is right now for points bet. So more of a note, I think, to put a pin in it and say, mm -hmm. OK, from this point on, we need to keep a really close eye on what's going on here. We know that Massachusetts has been the state that we have talked about forever here on this podcast. And do we finally do we finally have some great news to report here, Adam? 
you officially can park the car at a sports book in Massachusetts and go place a bet. In fact, there's one casino where you can place a bet in the parking garage. Hey! Uh, the, the, the parking garage kiosk plan came <laughs> to fruition. Uh, three casinos in Massachusetts launched their in-person sports books yesterday, obviously in time for the Super Bowl. And we still anticipate that online will launch in early March, uh, probably in time for March Madness. So, you know, not uh, randomly picked dates here in Massachusetts as they try to capture the two biggest betting events uh, in terms of single day and for the entirety of that event in the Super Bowl and March Madness, respectively. It, it will be it'll be interesting to me to see how much we get in the February report to see what exactly is the pent up demand, right? That'll give us a mm -hmm. little preview of what the pent up demand looks like in Massachusetts, because we know the Northeast is compressed and people have been able to go over the borders and place bets with New Hampshire or Connecticut or places that have mobile apps, Rhode Island, mm -hmm. where you have some form of mobile available. And will the in-person sports book be any sort of a draw for those who have been placing those wagers on mobile apps a short drive away. It's just kind of a small experiment, I think, that, that will be interesting to me to see if there is any sort of bleed before we see in March the real thing get started. Regardless, um, a win to get it done in advance of the Super Bowl. I mean, even if it is not optimal, and even if it is only in person and only at a few different places, at the very least, you will you do get that initial wave for the Super Bowl, which, as we know, is is the most casually bet event of the entire year. Yeah, and when we say casually bet, it's not just talking about bet amounts, right? We're talking about folks who don't have much of an interest and might be more interested in the voluminous mm -hmm. props menu that's out there on the Super Bowl than betting aside on the Chiefs or the Eagles, right? I and mean, not really much in terms of Chiefs or Eagles backers in New England that we are that we are aware of. But you know that there are plenty of people who might just want to go in and throw a little something down on one of the crazier props that's out there. We know there are hundreds available in legal markets and many more available in offshore markets as well. So it, it draws people in. And we know that uh, FanDuel has its promotion out there involving Rob Gronkowski that we know will probably get. Uh, some people's mm. eyes, at least thinking about sports betting. So interesting to see how it plays out. And before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about Ohio and what's going on there. Oh, dear, sweet Intralot. If only we weren't always talking about you with a. Uh, we've not said one good thing about them on the spot. No, literally, we've not said one one good thing about them, Adam. We have not. No, 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 we haven't. Like if your parents. If your parents ever told you, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. We didn't listen when yeah. it came to Intralot. Like we, we are disappointing our parents <laughs> left and right in so many ways in life, Matt, but especially in this way when we can't say anything nice about Intralot. Look, part of the plan in Ohio was that beyond having in-person sports books and beyond having the mobile apps that lottery retailers and some other smaller places, gas stations would be able to get in on sports betting because they would have these kiosks that were provided through the lottery. And it's just a way for bars and other places to say, hey, you can bet here if you want to just come in and, uh, you know, have a drink and bet here. You don't want to go through the whole downloading an app, right? Yeah, it's over there just like the uh, just like the jukebox, just like the pinball machine. You can throw 10 bucks in there and 
place your wagers. Well, what's happening is that a lot of these retailers are not in possession of their kiosks a month after the launch of sports betting. And there are a few of them that are quite upset because they were advertising it. They were telling their patrons, hey, come on in, bet on sports. We're ready to go. And then their patrons come on in and say, we're ready to bet on sports. We're ready to go. And they say, about that, uh, we don't have our kiosks yet. And unsurprisingly, the bulk of those kiosks that have not been delivered were supposed to be provided by Intralot, which is the, we'll kindly say, embattled provider in both Washington, D.C. and Montana. Uh, and if you paid attention recently, you might also have seen a little bit of controversy out there on gambling Twitter about some women's basketball odds being offered in Montana on Intralot for the bargain price, the low, low get-in of minus 141 on both sides. Matt, we can talk about how bad it is to go away from minus 110 in general on sides, but I got to say, what really frosts my tips is the one. It's not just the minus 140, it's the minus 141. Just throw that one extra cent on there. On the line. Like, that just gets me a little bit crazy. So we're following what's going on in Ohio. But just know, uh, when it comes to Intralot, if you're thinking about getting involved, if you are a legislator, regulator thinking, hey, we've got a lottery contract with Intralot, maybe they can do sports betting. Well, the answer we've seen in the first five years of the U.S. market is no, they cannot do sports betting. And and for people out there that are saying like, ah, so what? It's kiosks or something like that. Listen, specifically for Super Bowl time, this is actually a big problem because as we just mentioned, it's such an incredibly casually bet event by casual bettors who are intimidated by walking up to a counter or by going to whatever kiosks around the Super Bowl get it. I'm not even kidding. I've been told get over 20 times the action than they get any other time of the year because it is so much more approachable for someone who has no idea what they're doing to just walk up and kind of not have to interact with another human being and just touch a few buttons and do whatever and stumble their way into the bet that they wanted to make. And so it actually is, you know, for pre-Super Bowl, it actually is kind of a big thing. Uh, Matt, I'm going to repeat a story that I've told on this podcast that you know well, and it is the one about... When you and I were both working at Visa a couple of years mm-hmm. ago and having someone walk up to the door of the studio, which is right near the sports book. And sometimes people don't realize it's a studio. Yeah. They think it's somewhere uh, you know, related to the casino to come ask questions. And someone answered the door from inside the studio and the man did not have a question about betting advice. He wanted to know what the minus next to the number meant on the board. That's the kind of person who yeah. is using a kiosk at a bar and yeah. for the bigger operators who might be interested in sort of a gateway to getting people interested in sports betting in the first place. Those are the sorts of things that are important. It really is. And so hopefully, hopefully you got, you got, you got 10 days. Come on, come through for the people of Ohio. You got 10 days to get those yeah. things in there, guys, everything we do absolutely free here. So please head over to legal Take in all the good words that Adam and company are getting done over there. And again, since everything we do is free, the only thing we ask Go ahead, hit that subscribe button down below. Go ahead, subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening to the audio only version of this really does help us out and helps more people find this here very podcast. If you want to find Adam over on the Twitter machine at Adam Candy, that is two E's, no Y. And of course, follow all of our accounts over there as well. For Adam, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.